Welcome to Change Now. Yes, because we need to change now. Now is when your impact story starts. Listen, get inspired by visionary change makers, and be part of the change. Mobility for people and for goods will play a major role in achieving the decarbonation goals by 2050. In today's episode, let's explore a vision for a carbon-free maritime transportation and how the sector can go hand-in-hand with innovation and sustainability with Francois Gabbard, co-founder of Vela and Skipper. I'm a sailor, offshore sailor, and I'm used to sail on this beautiful uh, blue boat, the Trimaran, as well as Arctic. Um, my, I love my offshore sailing uh, activity. Um, that's a mix of sport, adventure, technology, innovation. But I ask myself a lot of questions about what is the purpose of this sport? Uh, what do we bring to the society? What do we give to people? Of course, first answer is um, we, as all other sports, and I will say even for the same for music or cinema or art, we, we're doing a show and we give to people emotion and we bring people with us uh, to, um, yeah, to have emotion and to live something a little bit special. Um, but I, I will say it's very important in our society and again, the same as all uh, culture. But our sport is a little bit special. Um, that's a mechanical sport. And when I'm looking at my boat or when I'm looking at but what my team is able to do, um, we generate a lot of innovation. And I believe that one of the purpose of offshore sailing is to bring this innovation from uh, our sports to the maritime uh, industry. And there is two, I will make it as simple as possible, I see two big axes uh, where we can work. First is to uh, help to make some boats to fly and using the power of the wind. Today I will be focused on the power of the wind, but I will just uh, say two words on uh, flying, because I, I love it. Uh, I think it's something that changed totally uh, my sport in the last 10 years. And just to understand a little bit, oh, it could be interest, interesting for, uh, for the mobility today. Um, What's, what is flying is we use this uh, foil under the boat like a plane is using a wing and we fly above water. And because we're flying and the hull is not touching the water, there is less drag. Means that on a sailing boat like this, if you take the same energy of the wind, you're going faster um, and you can try to win races or break records. But you can also choose to go at the same speed, for example, with a motorboat. And in this case, you use less energy to travel at the same speed. And honestly, it's something that um, looks interesting. And that's something, for example, we develop with this uh, electrical boat. Um, and I think that there is plenty of, of things uh, uh, to do in the next years with this flying boat. But again, that's not uh, my main uh, topic for today. I will, I will more talk about using the wind for the maritime freight. And it's what we're doing with Vela. Just small uh, figure about the maritime freight now. 
Um, we ask you just before uh, how you feel involved in uh, the maritime world and in the maritime freight. I have to say that 90% of what we're using, the good we're using in Europe, are traveling with, uh, by ship uh, on the sea. So it means that we are all involved on this. Even if you're not a sailor, even if you're living in the mountain, you use products that uh, travel by the sea. This is huge. Uh, this 90% of goods, it means that there is a lot of ships and it consumes a lot of fossil uh, fuel. It's, uh, it's a lot of emission of CO2. Um, on the last COP, uh, they say that if the maritime industry was a country, it would be one of the, in the top 10 of the worst country for emission of CO2. It's one billion ton equivalent of CO2. This is huge. The IMO, so International uh, Maritime Organization, um, put ambitious targets to reduce these emissions. And there's plenty of different technology that we, is that we develop. There's a lot of research to try to, re to reduce uh, these uh, emissions. But before, I'm, you will understand that I'm optimist about uh, technology, I'm optimist about solutions. But before to talk about this great solution, which is using the wind, I, I want just to say that the best and the obvious solution is to reduce this uh, maritime freight. And we need to reduce our global mobility, and we need to reduce uh, our consumption of goods that are traveling from uh, uh, the other part of the world. I will just give you a, a stupid small example. Um, I'm drinking a lot of coffee and I'm eating a lot of chocolate. I imagine I'm maybe not the um, only one uh, in this room. And, and I'm French, living in France, and as you know, we don't, uh, there is no um, cacao and coffee tree uh, in our garden. So it means that these products are coming from uh, the other part of the world. Um, honestly, it's, I, I'm giving this example because the coffee is something pretty social and it's uh, not, uh, we're all drinking coffee. Not maybe uh, as uh, much as mine, but, but a lot. Um, and I, I'm okay to reduce this. Uh, if uh, I, I'm okay to reduce chocolate, I'm okay to reduce uh, coffee. It's probably good for my own health, uh, but it's also good for the planet. But at the same time, I don't want to stop totally uh, this. So I think we need to reduce, and at the same time, I, w I want to have on our mind that tomorrow in 10 years, 20 years, we can maybe eat one little bit of chocolate or have a coffee with a friend. We just, we just need to change. I'm giving this example because it's a simple example of uh, coffee that we're drinking uh, every day. And I don't want to live in a world where we shut down all mobility. I, want, I think the way we're having our mobility in the world is not, uh, is not good. But at the same time, I don't want to live in a world tomorrow where there is no mobility, we, we don't have any exchanges in between countries. 
I think it's, uh, it's good. So my job as a sailor is to try to develop uh, technology or ideas to make, to make it possible in the future in a world where we're not using fossil fuel. So my, my, my conviction is that tomorrow, to go far away and to uh, travel goods um, from one part of the world to another part of the world, the, the only solution is the wind. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, it's to reuse the wind, of course, because we did it for a century. We just stopped it a little bit for decades. But it's not like a, a new innovation. It's something that I will say is old like the world. And, but we need to make it uh, real again, and we need to reuse it. This conviction, it's a conviction that I share uh, with these uh, four other guys. And that's why uh, we co-founded last year company Vela. Because we all believe that the future, future of maritime freight uh, is um, using uh, the wind. How do you do, or how can we do this? Um, so we want to focus first on one maritime line between Europe and USA. Why? Uh, first, uh, I will say technical reason is because in this part of the world, on, in North Atlantic, um, there is wind. And I will say there is wind with, uh, but we, we have a good um, prediction, weather prediction on the wind. We don't have to cross channel or to cross doldrums or cross difficult place where it's, it's not so easy to, to sail. Um, and it's also on a commercial part, um, there is a stable business, I will say, in between Europe and the uh, United States. There is products, thinking about um, exports, there is products, for example, um, from France, made in France, issue from the savoir-faire from France that's uh, good to export in, uh, in the States. And the same on the, uh, the other side. So this is our boat. Um, I'm very, very happy and proud to show you the boats. You have to know that uh, we show it to a journalist for the first time last uh, week. And I think it's the first time we show it to a public uh, like you are. Before to talk about the boat, I want to talk about uh, people that's behind. So there is my team with Merconcept, but there is also uh, VPLP, it's an uh, architect. You probably don't know about uh, VPLP, but that's um, people that are behind all uh, my racing boat in the last 20 years. So we win a lot of races, and I know that these people, uh, we can... Uh, we were able to do efficient boats. Uh, VPLP also work on the first cargo ship uh, using wind. I will say the new modern cargo ship that has been launched a few months ago. So they also have a good uh, um, study on this uh, maritime world. As you probably notice, it's a multi hull It's a trimaran, um, which is pretty new for um, freight uh, maritime. Why do we choose uh, to use a trimaran? Um, 
you have to understand that we focus on this line between France to USA. And we develop a lot of different boats, like a big monohull, a trimaran, catamaran, different shape and concept of boats. And uh, we did this routing to try to understand what is the best boat. And the trimaran was always the um, fastest boat. And um, so that's why we choose the trimaran. You could say that uh, I'm wrong. We're just doing uh, maritime freight, and we don't need, we don't need uh, the speed. But that's not totally true. We, we need to go uh, uh, fast for two reasons. First is to, have, to optimize the leading time. Um, it's important for our customers who want to go fast with their products from uh, Europe to uh, the States or on the other uh, direction from the States to Europe. And it's also important in our economical model because the uh, operational cost of the boat are pretty high. And we um, optimize our OPEX if the boat is uh, going uh, fast enough. If uh, I'm looking about, you imagine the size, we, you see a little bit uh, someone uh, in the front of the boat. This is a 65 meter long, 25 uh, meter wide. Means I, if you compare to the boat I'm used to sell uh, on offshore racing, is twice the size of this boat. But this boat will be 60 times heavier than uh, my racing boat. Why? Because, uh, of course, we're doing freight, and we can have more than 300 tons of goods on the boat. Uh, it means that we will be able to have 560 uh, European pallets uh, on the boat. We choose pallets. Uh, why to choose pallets rather than uh, containers? First reason is um, because it's lighter. And because we're trying to optimize uh, the speed of the boat, and of course the weight of the boat, we, we think it's better to have uh, a lighter uh, global product. The second reason is um, that um, for logistics um, in the airborne, it's more easy with the pallets. We, only with the crane we have and with uh, we are independent, I will say, we don't need big uh, infrastructure to load and unload the boat. And that's very important because uh, I will explain that because of this, thanks to this, and thanks also to the size of the boat that is bigger than an offshore boat that is way smaller than our classic cargo ship, we can access to secondary ports. But very important for two reasons. First is, again, uh, trying to optimize uh, the leading time. Because we're not dependent of this big uh, airborne, we can try to go closer to where we get the production and closer to where there, there will be the, the customer at the end. And we don't need to wait in a big airborne. Sometimes, and you probably saw it during the COVID crisis, there was long lines for cargo ship to wait before they unload their uh, containers. We're, we don't want to be dependent on this. And the last reason of this, which is really important, is um, if we're talking about decarbonization, you have to understand that the pre- and post-shipping on land is very important. 
And because we're going to secondary airborne, we want to optimize the global supply chain, and we can't only look about the maritime part. So you understand that on the maritime part, we want to be 100% using the wind. We don't want to be only on a hybrid system. We want to use only the wind. And then because of the size of the boat, because of the pallet, and because our autonomy to load and unload the pallet, we want to go to airborne that will be closer to the production and closer to the consumers on the other side of uh, Atlantic. Where we are now, um, so the global uh, timeline, um, we are signing contracts now, and our goal is to uh, uh, raise money to launch as soon as possible the construction of our first boat. Hopefully, we will be sailing with this uh, new boat in 2025. And after, in mid-term perspective, our goal is to have a small fleet of six boats in this North Atlantic uh, route, um, so we can have more capacity for our clients and also more frequency. Target is to, to have on this North Atlantic line uh, start every nine days. If you're looking on longer uh, perspective, uh, our target is to uh, have bigger fleets and uh, to spread the concept all over the world where we can uh, give to our clients the promise of the 100% uh, sailing. Um, that's, our, that's our target. We want to decarbonize massively and means that we want to use only the wind. To conclude uh, this, uh, this uh, presentation, I, just, uh, I will say again, I don't want you to think that, okay, you heard a sailor coming and there is a solution with using the wind and we don't change anything and they will uh, manage uh, to, uh, um, yeah, to shift all uh, the boats to uh, sailing boats. No, I, again, I'm saying again, we need to change all our um, system and we, we need to reduce our mobility. But what I can say is there is a solution, there is a different solution, but there is a solution that's worked for many years, and that could work now. And if I, which is using the wind, you understand. And um, if I can give you a promise today is that I will do my best. And with all the Vela team, we will do all we can to make it possible as fast as possible and to make it like the solution in uh, the next years.